Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, here with my co-host, Laurel Boyven. Thank you for joining us as we dive into how doing your inner work or the beautiful work is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. Our hope is to inspire you to explore who you are, who you want to become, and what you want to do with this one precious life. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. We are so glad you are with us here on our Monday podcast. Whenever you're listening to it, though, it might not be a Monday. We are glad you're with us. Today, we have a really fun and special episode. I think today's episode is going to be a great example of how to take one of so much valuable knowledge out there in the self-help world, so many great self-help books, how to take one of those books and actually make it a transformational experience. So we have a guest with us. We're super excited to introduce you. First, I'll say hello to my co-host over there, Laurel. How are you today, Laurel? I'm well. I'm really excited about this episode today and our guest. I am too. I am too. So we have Kate Patterson with us today. And Kate is here really because of Laurel Boyven. Thank you, Laurel Boyven. Kate used to be a client of Laurel's and she has been with us in our Facebook group now for quite a while, huh, Kate? Mm-hmm. And uh, she joined us for our book club this summer and in our May challenge this spring. So Kate, welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. We're so glad you came in to share with us about this book, which we'll announce in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Thank Hi, you. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm excited Hi, to be yeah. here. Thank you. I'm glad Thanks you're here. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the book, The Four Agreement, Agreements by Dom Miguel Ruiz, which this book has been around now for quite a while, everybody. I don't know. I, I probably need to go in and look and see what the copyright date is on it. But I remember it back from the 90s when Oprah introduced it to the world. And I think I might have actually even had a copy of it before Oprah introduced it to the world. I don't want to make myself sound like I'm ahead of the game, but I really do think it might have been true. Because um, I was, you know, doing a lot of personal development work and in a, in a world where that book would have been something that would have come popping up. So this goes back uh, way back in my life. And I've been giving it away as graduation gifts and giving away to clients over the years. And um, yeah, it's, it really transformed my life. So I'm so happy that we're here talking about it today, ladies. Thanks for shining me in with me. Yeah. 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 I, I've read this book a couple of times and it, what I love about it is it's an easy read. It's easy mm-hmm. to digest. It's easy to focus on um, and try to implement it or, you know, incorporate it into a life. I've given it as gifts as well. It's a great book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that uh, one of the things I like about it is its simplicity. And I know that I've heard from people sometimes, I don't know if you ladies felt this way, but I know when I first started reading it, it was a, it was almost like a little bit off-putting just because it was written, I think it might be his second language, English. Um, so the cadence of the book was just a little bit different than maybe if a Westerner had, had written it, you know, um, or somebody from, you know, uh, English was their first language. But, and, and also I feel like he, for me, and I've said this to people when we've talked about it is, I feel like he, he, repeated certain things in the book 
to really get us to understand like the power of the agreements. So sometimes it does feel repetitive or very reinforcing. And I didn't find that off-putting. Did, did you, did you ladies find that off-putting at all or experience it that way? No, no I, go ahead. Kate. No, my, my first introduction was listening to it. Um, I bought the book, the audiobook, and then I bought this book as my little mini Bible, but um, I really felt that it reinforced and reinforced and connected the dots as it went. Yeah, that was great. So let's take a minute, Laurel, and let me just quickly remind our, or if our listeners have read the book, it's a reminder. If you've never read the book, these are the four agreements. One, be impeccable with your word. Two is don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. That's simple. Four agreements. And I feel like his proposition is if you take these four agreements and you really take the time to um, use them to adopt as your, your kind of law of life, it, it helps you to look at like, what are the beliefs that you are carrying that may not serve you very well, right? Or be limiting in your life. And, um, and I found that to be really true. I know when I did that work, how about, how about you ladies? You feel like that was your case or that is your case as you continue to use them? I would say yes. I, I think that they're really good um, guidelines. Um, and when I think about the ease, right, the simplicity, it's, it's almost because they all in, or overlap. Like they, there's an intersection of every one of them. For instance, you know, not taking anything personally and not making assumptions. Often when I take things personally, it's because I'm assuming something about the other person, right? And so Mm -hmm. I love that, that maybe the simplicity and the ease of, of really focusing on these as a lifestyle um, is because they're all connected deeply. What about you, Kate? What do you think? Yeah, I, I felt like it took it to a new level for me and connected a lot of things that I had already started to incorporate, but made it in a, in a way that was more uh, simplistic in nature in, in some ways, but very difficult to, to, to actually put into practice in other ways. And then we'll talk about that some more, but um, the interconnected piece of it with regard to judgment or self-judgment and how you can turn that around into curiosity or turn that around into compassion. That was really powerful for me. Mm, yeah, yeah. A lot of great nuggets. Yeah. So one of the things that I found really powerful was along the way, you know, noticing like how this agreement bumped up into habits or patterns, you know, that I had established that all of a sudden I could see, oh, wow, that's not so serving me or, or really, and I think it also made me realize how much it wasn't serving other people as well. So for instance, um, like, uh, I think I realized when I was being impeccable with my word, right. And I was really noticing the words I was using and noticing when I was saying, yes, agreeing to do something with people. Like it made me really realize how much of a people pleaser I was. Like I was not always being impeccable with my word. I was sometimes agreeing to do things I didn't really want to do, you know, which made me start to feel dishonest. 
I was, I was betraying myself by saying yes, when I really meant no, you know, so I feel like that was kind of, that was, those were the instances where for me, it was like super powerful, you know, and I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What, what, What do I really want to be doing here? Right. Yeah, we're saying right. Only say what you mean. Yeah. That that was resonating for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm Absolutely. I'm with you there, Laurel. I I think I overcommit a lot, mm-hmm. and it's good to remind yourself to stay connected to the yeah. word. Right, mm-hmm. right. I and, and the I definition think that's too. Yes, yes. Right, because the definition of impeccable impeccability. We talked about this. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not to sin, right? right. Being impeccable with your word. It, it, it's, it's original, uh, you know, origin is, is really truly speaking from the breadth and width of what you can commit to and who you are and being that true authentic self. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. That whole idea of sinning against yourself mm. because right. you aren't being honest with your word you're not being really truthful and mm-hmm. honest with where you are in your heart right yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, Very we we could talk about this book all day <laughs> i know i know laurel anything that you remember really powerfully when you were using the four agreements that uh was transformational for you yeah one i think the thing that as i try to live these four agreements my awareness became the internal and external, right? So the people pleasing, right? If I am people pleasing, I'm not being impeccable with my word um, and, and not making assumptions the same. Like if I am assuming I'm not focused on myself, I'm focused on external people, circumstances, situations. I mean, people-pleasing, any people-pleaser knows we're not self-pleasing, we're, we're other people-pleasing, right? Okay. So this really was a, um, kind of a, a noticing or a new awareness for me of how much I was using external indicators to be who I was, which often was leaving me not living who I authentically was, right? So that was one thing. One other very quick thing is I started to think about, you know, maybe this ties into don't make assumptions, but is it possible that I'm living these agreements and other people are living these agreements to their authentic self? Mm -hmm. And that could put me in conflict with someone else because maybe their authentic self is not a good match for me, right? or yeah. I am not a good match for them and how to give them the grace and compassion to live the agreements for themselves to themselves. Wow. That's really powerful. That's kind of profound, Laurel, actually, you know, it's, it's the gift of, no, I mean, I really do think that because it's the gift mm-hmm. of, you know, like honoring that, that look, we all don't fit with one another, you know, if we were trying to be friends with everybody that we ever met, we'd all be overwhelmed. It would never work that way. Right. So being able to find your people is allowing people to truly show up as themselves. It's a natural Mm -hmm. fit or it's not, it's not right or wrong. It's just what it is. And then moving on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's uh, the reason I like 
it's big, this is big for me is that it, I haven't reconciled some of the other things that we are led to believe like right and wrong and good and bad or forgiveness or, or people that we may not be able to forgive. But, but if we, if we each are allowed to live these four agreements for ourselves to ourselves, you know, who am I to judge that someone is doing it wrong? I wrote so, down a quote. You you are your main the main character in your story, and mm. so is everyone else, right? Yeah. And I, I thought that stood out to me. You know, stand in your own truth was another piece and nugget I took from that section too, because someone else might be just as as their their situation, their beliefs. They believe you know something completely different to you, and and letting that be okay. Um, yeah. is, is the biggest part for me to continue to, to learn and grow. Yeah, I love that, Kate. I feel like um, that really speaks to where we are now in the world. You know, yeah. I feel like so much of what we struggle with, you know, is people having really differing opinions and differing ideas, different beliefs. And to be able to like come to a place where we can truly like sit in just letting other people have their opinion, letting other people have their beliefs and figuring out how to have conversation or dialogue or some openness around that rather than like the quick judgments that we often make or we shut down the conversation because we don't know how like this, this almost like begins to loosen. It's like softening, you know, the edges of everything rather than being really strict and hard around it. We soften it and be like, hmm, that's an interesting how they get to believe that what's going on over there, right? We could really use with some more of that world today. Yeah. Yeah. And two of the agreements I see just fitting in so tightly with that, you know, not to take anything personal, right? You know, mm. someone else's beliefs don't have to match mine because it's not about me, right? Mm-hmm. If I if I allow that other otherness, then I'm not taking it personally. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Um, and the same with the don't make assumptions, right? Oftentimes we make assumptions of, of people that are different than us, think different than us, act different than us. And we're assuming when we judge them. And so mm-hmm. those two really do pull in, you know, my, my um, I won't call it an inner critic because often judgment is external, right? It's my outer critic, right? Yeah. 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 Or, or I know um, one of the ways that I found it really useful to, or cur- it brought a lot of curiosity was the idea of using, don't take anything personally, even in the, um, in the, in, in the concept of when somebody, you know, tells you, they think what you're doing is really great or, Oh, wow, you look really great today or whatever. It's like, uh, even taking that in the same way, like that's not personal it to mm-hmm. me it's their opinion of what they think of me and right. it helped for me it helped to like diffuse like how my ego might get attached to something or how it might or to even notice like how how's that external validation feeding me right do i need that am i attaching to that am i putting meaning in that rather than just going oh hey that's their opinion well that's nice thanks you know and not not taking it you know just like I wouldn't take it personally if they said, wow, you know, that, that shirt really, I don't know about that. That's a, that's a weird color on you, <laughs> you know, like I'll be okay with that just as I've been okay with, wow, that's the best color for you ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
good test of our ability to be self-referencing rather than externally referencing, which I think is a lot of what we're talking about here is that ability to return to that place within and allow ourselves to um, really uh, tune into what do we think? What do we feel? How are we perceiving ourselves? And are we okay with what we're doing and how we're showing up, right? Yes. Right. Yeah, 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 good and stuff. How, and one more thing to add, just that we're, for me, the people pleaser too, I'm not responsible for anybody else's thoughts or feelings. I'm responsible for myself. And that's, that brings me back to, okay, that, 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 um, not personalizing it, not trying not to, to depersonalize it so that I know that that's their, that's their feeling. Okay. Acknowledge that. Right. Don't attach to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything else jumping out for you ladies, when you think about just using the four agreements and the transformational process of them, we're going to get into a little bit more about breaking agreements. Cause I feel like that's a really, that was a really big part for me. That was a really big part of the book and a big way to kind of wrap it up. So I want to move there, but before we go there, anything else that like jumps out at you around the four agreements themselves or your own personal, like transformational experience with them? No, we've covered a lot already. I mean, yeah, really have. So mm-hmm. no, I think I'm ready to move on to the next, yeah. the next juicy topic. Yeah. Well, I love this idea of, you know, at the end, he starts to talk about breaking old agreements. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like, um, you know, especially, you know, as my, with my work as a life coach, a lot of the work that we do and in my own personal transformational experience, my own personal development has been so much aware of my own social conditioning, my own environmental conditioning, my own biases and prejudice based on how I was brought into the world, what I was taught to believe, right? And um, so much of the work that I've done has been about being able to see that, to question that, and to go deeper into myself about what do I really believe? What are my real values? What, what am I agreeing to here that was unconscious and maybe I don't really want to agree to? Like the people pleasing is a great example, right? I had, a, I had an agreement that was something like, um, uh, do what's best for everybody else so you don't cause a lot of you know, trouble for other people. Right. And it's like, okay, well, that can contribute in certain kind of ways, but in, you know, other ways it has its real limitations on yourself. And also how are you going to really develop your relationships if you're not fully being yourself? That's really hard to do. Right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I was going to say it, and it ties back into the ego, right? So when I think about many of the things and the agreements we make from an, you know, maybe an earlier time in life or from the conditioning, right? It's some of it is ego. We, I'm going to speak my own experience where I may have acted a certain way because of, you know, my, the importance it, it had me feeling, even though it may not have been authentic or I may have, avoided conflict or satisfied other people's needs because of my worry of what they would think of me. Would they accept me? Would they love me? Would they abandon me? 
those typical mm-hmm. things. So when I think about it's our, our ego or our fears, you know, and it puts us in a position where we're making decisions that really go against what we want or need or our authentic self. So detaching from those things is really hard. Maybe that's, for me, the, the core of that work is having to do some of that inner work before I can really live the agreements. And then one more thought about that, like living the agreements to other people, with other people, sometimes it's easier than with myself. Mm. You know, so. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kate? Sure. What? Uh, I think that um, the, the, I wrote down a couple of notes about the domestic domestication that goes mm-hmm. on from day one. And it was really, um, it struck me as, as to how you get to this stage in your life and you, you you start to naturally question, is that something that you were taught or is is or is it really innate? Is it really you? Is it truly who you are? And spending some time with that and really making sure that it's you, like that, again, I'll go back to that authentic you versus maybe something that you're doing for someone else or something that you're you're thinking someone else is going to want of you. And, and, and really trying to layer in self-compassion and not judgment and just constantly reminding myself to be, to be kind and not to not, and then going, going, I mean, we haven't really talked about the fourth agreement, but, you know, just making sure you, you do your best. Sometimes, you know, your, your, your best is, is what it is and it, don't judge it. It might be, you know, you might have a good day or a bad day. You don't even want to categorize it as that, right? You just want to have a day and then learn from it and then wake up the next day and continue to do your best and it will start to morph. But I think practicing that is what I, I need and have needed out of this book to remind myself how simple it is to go back to basics and not beat yourself up and learn from it and move on. Yeah, do you great. think, do you think that doing your best if focusing on that is, is what might give you, I'll say us, give us permission to break old agreements that no longer serve us. Mm, could be think, for sure. Yeah. I, I think that's part of it for sure. I know like uh, for me, it helped me with um, that uh, habit of thinking I had to do everything perfectly. Right. Mm-hmm. My standards were so uh, high and if I didn't meet them, right, I was quick to judge myself and then have bad feelings, right, about what I did or how I showed mm-hmm. up that day. And and I do think for me, you know, that do the do, uh, always do your best was allowing myself uh, a, a variety <laughs> in, you know, my experience, so to speak, like some days are better than others. Sometimes I'm sharper in my thinking. Sometimes I'm more emotional because that's just what's going on in my being that day, or I have to have an experience that may be more emotional. Right. So yeah, to like allow ourselves uh, the fluctuation and the flow and the variety mm-hmm. that we are as humans, we aren't the same every single day. We don't show up exactly the same every single day we don't wake up in the same space every day (laughs) how boring would that be (laughs) i know i know it's true 
So I, I want to dive in a little bit deeper into this con- the, the conversation about um, breaking old agreements, right? Or, yeah. or allowing us, allowing ourselves to move away or beyond an agreement we made in the past that no longer serves us. And yeah. if, you, if you had one of the agreements that really was kind of the, the anchor of that, which one would it be? Do you see that? Like, do the agreements give us that ability to break old agreements? I think they do. I mean, I, th- I feel like that all the agreements helped me break a lot of old agreements. It's, and, and they were all self-limiting. Um, and at that point, you know, self-enforced, so to speak. I think one of, one of the ways to, to, to think about this is that whole idea of how he connects our, uh, the judge and the victim also in, into that picture of the old agreements, right? Like we have these agreements where we end up being the judge, we end up being the victim in certain experiences rather than seeing it always as free will and, mm-hmm. and our own choice about how we show up and that induces so much suffering for us, right? Yeah. So even like the process of going from, um, you know, being impeccable with my word, moving away from people pleasing, right, started to take me out of my own suffering around feeling badly because I didn't really want to do what I was doing or feeling like I had overburdened myself or now I'm resentful of somebody else because I'm doing what I didn't really want to do and I'm kind of angry with them, but I was the one who did it. So, you know, like, all of this, this by, like the suffering that becomes the byproduct of making, you know, going with the old agreement, so to speak, versus disagreement of being, just being impactful with my word. Oh, no, I can't do that. I'm too busy, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that one being impeccable with my word, I mean, they all, you know, they're all so entwined, right? Right. But right. being impeccable with my word, that one gives me a lot of permission um, to do things differently. Mm-hmm. It really does. You know, when I think about relationships that are no longer the best for me or, or behaviors or tendencies, mm-hmm. roles and responsibilities, Kate and I have talked about this mm-hmm. a bit. You know, often we, we take a role or responsibility and we yeah. think we, we own that for life and we, and we don't know how to let it go because it was our role and responsibility at one time, but that one be impeccable with my word. If I truly am impeccable with my word, I allow myself to outgrow roles and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That one kind of pulls in the, yeah, sorry. You're probably going to go there, but no, no, I was the, just going to say, not, I mean, <laughs> Not taking it personally, right? So you're, you're, you have, you're freeing yourself up to have more time to stop before you go there with taking something personally and, 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 and check yourself. And that was a big one for me. Don't go because, because taking things personally goes right into judgment or it's judgment. And then it's personally, it's, it's so, so close. There's like a close second there for me. So if you're able to be really set set realistic boundaries be true with your word then you have you've got you're freeing yourself up to 
to uh, take a little bit more time before you jump to um, an assumption and you can be kinder to yourself and to others before yeah. you react, right? Before you have that, we were talking about, you know, your intuition and your, your, um, your mind and your heart and making sure you have those three, that three-way connection before you, you, uh, you speak because the minute you react, you're speaking and those, the, those aren't impeccable words anymore, right? So you're, you're just, yeah. it's just gone. It's, you know, you can start to snowball down the other way. Yeah, that's great. I know. I, I feel like Kate, when you were, when you were, st- were talking and, and we were talking about the whole roles and responsibilities and that, that idea of, um, you know, the, those agreements give you space to, to grow, right? They, they aren't agreements that stick you in a role or in responsibilities in a mm-hmm. rigid kind of way. Instead, they're just like, allow us to, to grow into our full selves, right? And really acknowledge where we are now and self-reflect about, is this right for me now? Where am I now? You know, mm-hmm. h- how does this fit for me in, in the world that I'm living in, in this experience right now? Yeah, mm-hmm. they have yeah. some real flex flow to them, don't they? <laughs> I, I think they're very liberating. And when I think about this book, it um, it puts me in a place where I think about you know, for so many years, I considered um, being self-centered or or selfish or self, you know, people that made decisions for themselves first. You know, I always I always looked at that as um, not an admirable trait, right? Because probably probably it was my own. Uh, I pr- was protecting myself, the people pleaser, and um, judging myself where maybe my judgment was that I was choosing to be the people pleaser because that was, that was really more admirable. Now that was a long time ago. I haven't thought that way in years, but, but why I think these four agreements are really liberating is because they put selfish in a whole new light for me, right? They, these are living. These four agreements for myself is liberating. It is not selfish, right? Right, so, right. yeah. And so it is as much as it's hard to, um, to either break or, or walk away from previous agreements, that is really our mission in life to learn and grow and change and become by not, not honoring what was right for us in the past. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I feel like, you know, one of our missions, right, or if we had a big mission to a certain extent, is to learn how to just be fully ourselves in the world and to, to, to rise above, right, a lot of the conditioning that we have that bumps up against, you know, who we really are or what we really want or how we really want to show up in the world. And like you said, these four agreements are a path of using them to be able to liberate ourselves from a lot of the previous thinking, conditioning, the attachment we have to being the judge or the victim, you know, and instead mm-hmm. taking responsibility just for right where we are right now, how, how we're showing up and how we're experiencing the world and, and gently and compassionately. Now you've used this word twice, Kate, which I think is really true. You know, it, it, it calls on us to draw on, you know, some, some the well of compassion that we have within both for ourselves and for mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Yeah. 
especially other people, because that you know, as we talked about, the world is 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 it's a, it's people are struggling, and and to to take a moment and sending someone love and light, and knowing that that's not it's coming from a place that that you you can't judge. There's there's just so much obviously going on for that person for them to be acting that way, and and that just you know takes the weight off my shoulders when I think like that. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Adopts the pattern of, yeah, taking it personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, as we wrap up for our time today, um, anything else coming up that we want to touch on before we maybe make a few suggestions to our listeners? What do you think? Any, any final thoughts on the four agreements and transformation? Hmm. 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 Looking at my notes here. <laughs> no, yeah. I definitely, I think that person, you know, taking things personally was something that I really have been working on from the book. And I felt like, I felt like a, a new fresh start after reading the book because I could, I had something that I could constantly put on a sticky note, put on my office desk, put on the mirror in the, in the bathroom, put on the fridge and really practice it. Just put it immediately into practice and it it freed me up uh, on on a personal level and in a place that I really didn't expect I didn't expect it to be so quick so it was lovely so good yeah I know that's great Kate I think that's a great um let's use that as one of our suggestions to our listeners for today Mm. right is go back take in these maybe write down these four agreements take them one at a time yep post it somewhere as a reminder, right, I'm going to really work with this agreement for a while, because I do feel like I know, I, I gave myself a month with each agreement after I had read the book mm. to just I'm focusing on this agreement, this month. And it literally, like you said, you know, I had it posted, I had it in my pocket, whatever I did, right. And I really used it to start to look at like, if I was having a bad day, or I was thinking, negative thoughts, or I was stuck in a a conversation in my head with somebody and reviewing it or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, how did that agreement fit in there? Where, where was that agreement? You know, uh, how could the, how could, if I believe that agreement, you know, how, how might it transform where I am in this very moment? Right. And so this is the, this is the actual magic of the four agreements to me are doing just what you said, you know, post it up somewhere, look at Mm -hmm. it take it into Mm -hmm. your day, you know, bump it up against your own experience. They are supposed to be agreements that liberate us, that free us from suffering. Find out for yourself, right? The Mm -hmm. only way you're going to find out if that really works is to actually take it and use it and do it. Yeah. I love that approach. Go ahead. Just to add, just to lastly is, is, the yeah. audiobook it allowed me to do that. Like I could, if I needed to refocus on one of the agreements, just listen to that for 30 minutes or because the book is at two and a half hours. So the read is some, you can compartmentalize it. So that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And I love thinking about practicing each of the agreements one month at a time. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so you know, thinking about our listeners, maybe some of our listeners have not read this book. And so that might look like, you know, find it at the local library, read the Wikipedia summary of it, whatever, you know, there's easy, 
easy digestible parts and ways to, to learn about the teachings of this book. The audiobook is a great example. And if you have read it, I would encourage our listeners to do that practice, right? Maybe just begin by noticing, not outwardly doing, mm, yeah. um, but how about just noticing when you are or, or are not impeccable with your word or when you are, when you're able to or not able to take things personally, right? So each of those, just notice. Yeah, and notice, Yeah, I think, you know, it helps us look at what are the ways that we we create our own suffering, right? Mm. I know for me, you know, one of my patterns of suffering was ruminating. You know, I would get on a thing in my head and I could just keep chewing on it and chewing on it. And, you know, and I would create my own suffering with that, right? Mm. And when you take one of those agreements and you like apply it and go, wait a minute, if I actually applied this agreement to this experience, how would it liberate me from the suffering? It actually worked. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so I think yeah. that, you know, again, this idea of try it out for yourself, give it a whirl, see what, see what happens. Right. It's good. Yeah. Good. Or, or when you find yourself in a tendency or a behavior, mm-hmm. a pattern that doesn't serve you well, yeah. right? Like, how can you ask yourself that question? Mm. if I were to experience this living the four agreements, what would it look like? Would I be ruminating, for instance? Would I be, you know, would my ego be bruised if I wasn't taking, right? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, good. We're going to have fun with this one. Uh, Oh, and one more thing to share. I just popped in my head, share it like we are today. If you have mm. someone that you've given the book to, lovely idea, Laurel, for, for gifts or graduation, that, but I gave it to my son and, and he and I have been talking about scenarios and applying the lessons together in some conversations, which has really helped our relationship. So it, it, it's so, so it's got a lot of layers and depth to it. So try it yeah. with a friend and someone that you trust. It's really lovely. Yeah, I think it's a great. Kate, how old is your son? Because I felt like my, my kids got introduced. Yeah, like like late teens, mm. early twenties is a beautiful age. You know, and some kids yeah. younger. Some I think some can read it younger, and yeah. depending on their maturity yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But to have conversations around mm. this book is a really beautiful portal to developing, you know, a different way of talking and connecting, right. especially at those ages of life where sometimes it's. Not always easy to have a good connection or have a connection that's positive or fruitful, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Well, ladies, thank you so much for today. Kate, we are thrilled that you joined us. Yeah. Yeah, It's been awesome. Cool. All right. I I just have to say before we say goodbye, Kate, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's it's so um such an honor, a pleasure to have you. With us, I know I love that we've worked together and that you've worked with Laurel and and, mm. and me both in our groups. And it's so nice to have you in this circle. Mm, thank, thank you. Thank you. I thank you right back. You've been wonderful, <laughs> ladies. I listen yeah. to you all the time. I, I can't get enough of it. I have been sharing your podcast with everyone. So thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Kay. And thanks for doing that beautiful work over there. You're making the world more beautiful for all of us, which is what we always say in the podcast. And we really believe it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, ladies, off we go. 
And thanks to our Go listeners. Ahead. We'll see you again. Thanks to Absolutely. our listeners for following and being with us. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next time, everybody. We're glad you're with us on this journey. If you're ready to dive deeper into the beautiful work, join us in our private Facebook group where we continue the conversation and support one another in our inner work. Did you know that we're both life coaches? It would be an honor to work with you. When you're ready to dig into your own beautiful work, you'll find our contact information in the show notes. Thanks for being with us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. As you do your beautiful work, know that we're here for you. Are there topics that you'd like to explore? Send us an email. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. We're glad you're with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.